and welcome to Dreamloop Devcast. Uh, this time we're just taking it easy, no particular topic. Uh, we're just going to be rambling on, uh, talking about stuff. And uh, actually, Kimmo had something really awesome to tell about this weekend. So Kimmo, take it away. Oh, the first one. Yes, yes. So I was ice fishing. So that's it. <laughs> Ooh. That was it. How exotic. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. Exotic in the Finnish way. That, yeah. that sounds even better because I'm not sure if people are going to be able to hear it in the final recording, but it has like, Kimmo's microphone has the whole like nuclear submarine ambience going on. <laughs> so it's like, oh, I've been ice fishing in my nuclear submarine in the Arctic. Uh. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah, it was on Sunday, I think. It was super windy. It was not nice. It was cold. I wasn't prepared. I was just. Yeah, maybe I should go ice with ice fishing with my dad because he likes to do that. And then then I went with him, and then I got one fish. It was like <laughs> one fish. Yeah, um, I think it was maybe five to ten centimeters. <laughs> so it was a huge catch. Yeah. I, I don't know what type of fish. I, I don't really know. No. Maybe maybe you should have just stayed home and played some ice lakes. Yeah, actually, that would have been also, better. Also, you fish names are weird because, like, I know a lot of fish names in Finnish. I probably know a lot of fish names in English, but fuck if I can combine the two. Like, you know, <laughs> what are they in, in either language? Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's yeah I, I have to admit, I don't know any of those either. Like, I know some, like you said, like I know some in Finnish and some in English, but I don't know what they are, like, which links to which one. Well, I've been playing the, the Ice Lakes game by our friends here at Tampere on, on our VR set that we got a couple months back. And yeah, you can learn some fish names from that. It's it's easy. I I think there's bass and then there's pike and those are like Ahven and Hauki. And yeah. Well, that That's it. <laughs> no, perch is apparently. Perch. Or bass, yeah, is Ahven. I think bass is Roach. more like a... Um, like a sea bass. Yeah, sea bass. Uh, and then yeah. roach, I think, is um, sarki. And I think that's what Gerald's horse is named after, not yes. actually the bug. <laughs> yeah, right. It's an unfortunate name. Or the character mm -hmm. named Roach. There's oh, also yeah, yeah. That. Well, yes. Hmm. But yeah, that was my weekend. I was, at, I was at the cabin with my folks. We went some ice fishing and that was it. Where's your cabin? Uh, it's in, in Salo, which is a bit to the southwest here from, from Tampere. Yeah. On the coast. Uh, it was sea, of course, not, not, not a lake. Did you have the privilege to uh, axe cut some wood for the fireplace? Uh, no, we had done like that before, so didn't need to. We had done had our own store still do you like that doing that because like some people actually really really enjoy doing it actually yes yeah it's it's quite fun you can just hack away and it's it's uh, it's mindless enough to do, do that during the yeah, so somehow meditative yeah yeah as long as you don't lose any limbs yeah, yeah, true. <laughs> yeah, I, was, I was actually checking kill. still the fish names, so I tuned out for a little bit, and then I started <laughs> listening. And I like, you know, if you could just keep hacking away, and you know, if, you know, you lose yourself. And then it's like, unless you lose some limbs, I I guess they're not talking about masturbation then. 
<laughs> Depending on how aggressive you are with your yeah, yes. <laughs> yes, no. We might be. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. I mean, personally, I cannot get it hard unless there's a risk of losing a limb, so then <laughs> just, just me. Yeah. So how was your weekend, Will? <laughs> <laughs> Sweet, okay. Um, I mean, I kind of, I did a horrible thing and I uh, installed Skyrim and then I spent most of the weekend installing mods and removing mods and, you know, you go through this whole like modding roller coaster of like, mm -hmm. you know, I, you put something in, then you're like, I hate this, and then you remove it, but you're, and then you're like, nah, but you know, it needs to be, you know, it's too easy or whatever. And then I finally managed to get a configuration that I quite enjoy. So yeah, I've been playing Skyrim. How many yeah, the, anime I mean, mods? Get, getting a good getting a good mod configuration running in in Skyrim is like one of the like the best feelings in the world. It's like yeah, I did it. <laughs> it now it's good. <laughs> and for me, it's like because I you know I I kind of did all the usual mod mistakes that people tend to make or, or way back in the day with Morrowind. Like when you just put every single goddamn mod in and it just becomes a mess and you don't really think about balance or anything like that. So these days I try to be very like frugal about what I install. I try to think like, do I actually really need this thing? Do I actually really need this thing? And like, you know, I don't really actually need 10 billion, you know. One of my biggest pet peeves are people who try to add just whatever content. You add like anime mm. swords and like <laughs> really shittily 3D modeled monsters and stuff like that and it just... I mean, it has humor value, but I don't really play Skyrim for the humor value like that. And when you install install a lot of mods, you should always start the game up, uh, like after you install a few of them. So you don't like mm -hmm. install like fifty mods and then start it up because there's the risk that uh, it kind of gets confused. Mm -hmm. At least in in my experience, yeah. it's a lot cleaner when you start uh, start the game up and load a save or start a, start a new, new these game. These days is of course yeah. quite easy because in Nexus mods, they always like, for as long as you want most to do bigger mods, they always list like what is compatible, what is not compatible. And it's logical too. Like it, yeah. it's really funny because like being a dev kind of helps uh, and being a programmer kind of helps because you can figure out like this would probably conflict with this or this and these are probably going to work together or stuff like that. So it's, but it's, uh... it's almost like work. Yeah, it's uh, and I think it's even easier nowadays when, for example, Nexus mods have has their mod manager that usually works pretty well. So uh, you can uh, non-destructively install mods, so yeah. they won't ruin your current setup. You can just pick and choose, and if something doesn't work, you can just disable disable yeah. the ones that you recently installed and try again. The only so you don't have to about actually download anything like again. Yeah, the only other thing about Nexus Mod Manager is that, well, and I mean, it's, it, it has to be that way, but it takes a lot of disk space because it, of course, stores mm -hmm. the files themselves and then it also puts them into the Skyrim folder if you enable it, so it uses basically double space. Yeah. But space is uh, cheap these days. For me, when I, whenever I get the urge to play some more Skyrim, I usually spend more, like in the end, I usually spend more time picking and installing the mods that I actually spend in the game. I don't know. Yeah. I guess it's the feeling of trying to make it perfect, and then you mm -hmm. like go into the game and you're, oh yeah, it was Skyrim after all. Yeah, that's that's exactly what I mean. <laughs> mean with uh, like you know modding roller coaster. That's why this time around I went with the attitude of just I just want to walk around and you know enjoy the fact that the, you know distant mountains and stuff look quite nice and the music is super chill and I just wanted a, a chill game. 
-hmm. I didn't even yeah. want to try to make it into Dark Souls or something. Oh, by the way, now Dark Souls has been mentioned, so it doesn't need to be mentioned. Fuck. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that was quite early in the in the podcast. <laughs> I have to get it. Out yeah, but that was a really smooth <sighs> one. Yeah. Because I only realized it after it left my mouth. Like, I, you know, <laughs> it just sort of happened. Yeah. But so, I really agree that uh, you, you know, when you get your Skyrim modded up like properly, it almost becomes this uh, chill out game. Some sometimes, like it's, or at least sometimes you play it that way. You start just traveling around and walking around and doing, not taking any stress about finishing quests necessarily. You can just mm. just go around and immerse yourself in the uh, in the world. Especially if you have some graphic mods that that you really like. For example, I I really uh, like some depth of field in my Skyrim. But arguably, of course, it's that way even from the like even the vanilla game. Uh, as long as you don't like immerse yourself and think when an NPC says you have to hurry that you actually hurry or whatever, you just walk around yeah. and like do random because it's it's really very much just wander around and do random stuff. The game, mm -hmm. um, unless you like arguably, I think it, it it's. It's best to be approached that way. If you try to approach mm. as like an actual RPG and focus on the story and stuff like that, you'll just burn out. Agreed. So hey, how was? So, uh, let's let's move onwards. How was Matthias your weekend then? Um. Well, my weekend. I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> so lots of alcohol then. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I was uh, I was in Helsinki. Uh, visiting my my friends and uh, we play fighting games together so uh, we we actually we were watching final round which is a tournament uh, Street Fighter tournament uh, well at least we watched the Street Fighter portion of it and we played we played uh, some fighting games and also uh, he has a rasp Raspberry Pi um, custom <laughs> console that uh, his wife made for him and mm. it's it's a really awesome thing it has uh it has like nes games super nes games nintendo 64 games playstation 1 games and some mame uh emulated games and uh all in one and, and it's also in a in a custom built uh box that uh, essentially looks like uh, the nes classic but it's made out of some really light uh, wood-like material. I'm not sure what it is exactly. And it has a Zelda logo on top of it. It's it's like a really, really awesome looking. It was a Christmas gift for him. So like, that's cool. Uh, so we played that quite a bit. Actually, we played, do you know, the Lost Vikings? Yeah, mm -hmm. well, I mean, that's yeah. a Blizzard game. Yeah. Yeah, we played that. We have this uh, long... Uh, uh, long project of going through the game. Whenever we get the chance to sit down together, and you know, we went uh, advanced a couple of levels in that. Really nostalgic game for me. And uh, yeah, so that was basically basically my week. And but uh, uh, right now my my efforts are directed towards my new computer parts, which I just uh, got in the mail and. Uh, I'm. I think after we're done with our podcast, I'm gonna start installing these, and I'm pretty excited for this actually. I'm. I'm really hoping that I can uh, at least uh, get to play Deus Ex: Mankind Divided uh, 
uh, with mm. these. It might be that I have to <coughs> still upgrade my graphics card, uh, but uh, I think I will let, get some better FPS with mm. these. I wonder if that helps with the ending. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you when I get there. <laughs> maybe there's maybe there's additional content there. Who knows? Yeah, yeah, maybe there is an actual ending. Yeah. <laughs> Hardware gated ending. Yes. Yeah. And also also I want to start a new uh, run of the new Doom because uh, I I most likely have told you guys but uh, for people listening to the podcast I had this really annoying problem with Doom that uh, my game would almost every time that a new level starts, it would freeze for like two or three minutes and mm. just uh, uh, music uh, and sound would continue playing, but the uh, screen is frozen and mm. you can't do anything. But then after, after that stops and the game continues, then it's like smooth, smooth sailing, but... Uh, it kind of detracted from the flow of the game to have to stop like I wonder, that. I wonder if it has something to do with the loading of mega textures. Something like yeah, that. most likely. Do you have like a slow hard disk or something? No, it's uh, 7200 RPM. Oh. It's norm, But I think it has something to do with the page file because uh, the mega texture system somehow utilizes a page file unless your RAM can actually handle all of the textures, which I believe that it couldn't. Mm. So now I have 16 gigabytes of RAM yeah. in this uh, new configuration. And it's also like, it's a G-Skill Trident Z RGB. Uh, it, has, oh, uh, RGB. it has LED lights because I'm <laughs> so MLG as fuck. Yeah, because everyone knows that that makes your computer faster. Yeah, <laughs> more, more light emits the power, more powerful it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, but I I have to say that the, I didn't choose the this RAM stick uh, because of uh, of the RGB thing. Uh, it was actually like the I wanted it to be uh, thirty two hundred uh, megahertz and be sixty hmm. sixteen latency. Yeah. So this was actually the the cheapest solution at the time. I mean, you were pretty brave to start building a machine at like right now because the uh, hardware prices are in the skies and yeah but yeah i know it's a, it's actually like a pretty bad time to do it right now but i i was actually getting so anxious to get the new machine because mm -hmm. uh the main reason is that i really keep ra running out of uh ram mm -hmm. uh, now i shouldn't do that anymore yeah. Yeah, and that tends yeah. to happen with music stuff for example yeah. if you don't have enough yeah it's really annoying and i Nowadays, like I think with the new um, Intel and AMD processors and the mother motherboards, the speed of the RAM is actually getting into a bigger role than it was in previous generation, like DDR3. Now with DDR4, it actually uh, has a bigger influence on the CPU performance. Yeah. So yeah, I suppose good choice to put in 3200. Yeah, and. Uh... I'm also I'm pretty excited about the processor. I, I actually went pretty uh, high end for this. It's an expensive model, but this is the i7 8700K. Ooh. And uh, it's uh, unlocked. It's uh, hyper threading. 
Mm-hmm. And it's uh, six cores. I've never had a six core processor before. Yeah, mm-hmm. Intel went six cores with the latest, like, 8000 series i5s and i7s. And yeah, that's, inter- that's really nice. In- now I can have two more cores idle while a video game does everything <laughs> on single core. Yes, yeah. mm-hmm. that's amazing. But the in- most interesting part was that they, they also raised the i3s to uh, quad cores, mm-hmm. which makes qu- uh, i3s actually pretty good in uh, budgets uh, gaming PCs. Uh, that's right. That is true. <laughs> Uh, but I'm, I also must mention that I, I got a uh, cooler for the processor, and this is a Cooler Master Hyper uh, 212. And uh, this one has <laughs> LED lights, which I, cho- <laughs> which I chose deliberately. But uh, I, I have the non-LED version in my current computer, and it, it seems to be a pretty good cooler, so I thought uh, I'd get the same one for for the new one, but with the LEDs because they're cool, of course. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's cool for. I mean, it's a cooler, so it needs to be cool. Ooh. All right. <laughs> <laughs> and so, to the next topic. And to the well, next you can topic. talk about Perfect. your weekend. Oh, my weekend. Well, yes. it was mainly playing near Automata. Like that's been my project for the month. For this month or whenever everybody everybody's from the companies now well not everybody but you and yura are doing it and i bought it too from the sale but i didn't have a controller at home i was like i really want to play something so i picked skyrim and now of course it's gonna (laughs) take like a couple of weeks i mean or i might get bored today who who knows but it's gonna take Mm -hmm. a while so no spoilers i really want to play that game yeah yeah i mean what a game damn (laughs) it's so 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 very good all I can say without spoilers is that uh, whenever I sort of start to feel like, okay, I, I think I've seen everything, then it just throws something new at me. I, like It just keeps surprising me all the time. And uh, I mean, I couldn't be more happy with the game so far. Mm. How, li- how long did it took you to get through the tutorial? Uh, second playthrough, I died during the first first uh, try at the tutorial but then i yeah. figured it out what difficulty yeah. are you doing uh normal okay because uh, i'm thinking I, i'll do that i think there's one where like it's hardcore mode or something like that if i understand mm-hmm. correctly but i i think i want to do the one below that like maximum difficulty where it's not ridiculous and then i want to just get really angry it's, it was interesting to hear you how i talk about it because he started with hard yeah. And he was like, yeah, like, I, I went to the first enemy and I tried to melee it, but it hit me once and I died. So I guess melee attacks are not a big thing in this game. What? And I was and I was like, uh, no, you're just playing on hard and maybe you shouldn't have. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe you should have get the good. Mm. Yeah. It's kind of the same thing, like, I was talking to Hannes today for a while about Divinity Original Sin 2. Because he's been playing it with the tactician mode on, which is like just really, really, really difficult if you haven't played the game before and you don't know how the mechanics work. And he went in blind, mm-hmm. and um, he's being uh, every now and then asking me like, "So, uh, did you have this sort of trouble with the game? And did you have this? Was this fight this hard with you?" And I was like, "Nope, it was much easier, but it was still challenging, and you're kind of." St- 
stupid for starting the game with the tactician uh, <laughs> difficulty because it's really it's it's really unfair at times, mm. and you really have to cheese the game to um, to win the battles. But, but I think that's like what, what you know. It's kind of matter of what do you enjoy. Because yeah. I, I really haven't played an actually difficult game for uh, quite a long time, and I think maybe maybe near will be one where I'll do mm-hmm. that again. Because I'm gonna get like super salty and super angry, but sometimes mm-hmm. that's fine. Like certain games, it it works and it makes it more rewarding when you actually succeed. But maybe for yeah. something like Divinity, it feels a bit weird because it's not like a it's not about like mechanical skill so mm-hmm. much. And it's not, I mean, even a game like that, like a turn-based game, difficulty, like almost unfair difficulty is fine if it's something where you can solve it, like, in the mm-hmm. moment. Like, it's just based on your decisions. But for something, a game like that, I would assume that you can screw up earlier on or you can screw up some setup thing that you cannot change while you are in the fight or whatever, and then you're just mm-hmm. fucked. Yeah, and, and, and like the annoying. annoying thing about it is that Larian did a... A pretty poor job at uh, conveying what the difficulty settings are actually because there are three when you st- uh, first boot up the game there's explorer which is like very easy like very easy battles and you just in there for the story and there's classic which uh, i think the tooltip says that uh, the player gets 15 percent more health and enemies uh, the basic enemies can use crowd control spells just like the bosses and then there's tactician which is like just like it's hard <laughs> and and uh then there's like one more which is like heroic when you first play through the game which is like it's like tactician but if you if the whole party dies it's game over everything is cleared yeah, uh, so you like lose the save file yeah, yeah. Oh. But, but uh the classic mode is the the one you should actually play the game that's first that's really like that's a really dumb design decision. Is to yeah. that was one of the things we discussed a lot, like to throw it back to our stuff, kinda. When we're making SG Dub and about difficulty stuff like that, because there's a player type where if you say, you know, players get plus something, yeah, then people are not gonna pick it because it feels like mm-hmm. pussy mode. So you shouldn't ever say that. You shouldn't say. You should maybe say it in the tactician one that players get less health or whatever. Yeah. But if you say on your yeah. normal difficulty, at all, you know, this is this is for babies essentially yeah. then th- this is gonna happen people are gonna pick the difficult one and then sometimes the difficult one is not even intended to be beatable before actually mm-hmm. experience the game so yeah so like Hannes was t- yeah like Hannes was saying like he really like he has to save scum a lot to mm-hmm. actually get through the battles like he has to he goes first into a battle and he knows he's gonna lose and then he's gonna go back with the save and then he's, he's just gonna start teleporting people everywhere and then then start the fight and like, yeah, I mean, you're abusing the game systems, but the game also allows you to do so. And I think that's sort of the what they were going for. Like, you really have to, really have to know the all the mechanics and systems that the game has, and sort of abuse mm. them to get through the game. Because otherwise, it's just unfair. Because the enemies, for example, get like like over ten times the more armor that you can have at that specific moment. Um, yeah, I, I I think it just helps to to think that it's just one way to play the game. For another example, have you guys played Dragon Age 1? Yep. Um, it's it's a pretty hard game, at least in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And you know, I, I went through it on, I guess it was medium difficulty. I didn't change it to be harder at least. And uh, towards the end, I really had to start changing my tactics. I had to like really, really focus on stunning uh, all the enemies that mm-hmm. uh, could attack my vital party members and 
I, I had to cheese a couple of fights. I had to go, like run away and make revive the party when I got far far away from the enemies and you know stuff like that. And I can't imagine what it's like on harder difficulties. It must be mm-hmm. very hard, especially the final battle. But uh, it's uh, it's another way to play the game. I mean, you could play it on easier th- easier modes and then don't then not focus so much on like being being really really optimized mm-hmm. and being really like like you don't need to cheese things then. But if you che- play on harder one difficulties, then you kind of have to be like super optimized mm-hmm. yeah. from the viewpoint of how the game can be played. Yeah, the with the Dragon Age, I think that's even even worse if you go into it and you don't know actually what you're doing like you don't have a build ready set up because you Mm. can't no actually you can respec i guess but you can't change your class or anything with Mm. divinity it's it's a bit easier because you can respec unlimited times it's free and you you don't really pick a class you can change classes during the game game if you want so i guess i guess that's there I should really do Divinity too. I've only been hearing good things, and I like stuff like that. It's mm. really good. But yeah, but for RPGs like st- difficulty like that can be like like for example your whole Dragon Age uh, example that you run away from the enemies, uh, so essentially the AI deagros or whatever, and then you revive yeah. everybody's stuff. Like like it's really immersion breaking. And yeah, it is. I mean, I I wasn't even like I wasn't playing the story at that point anymore. I was just trying to like to beat the game. But I have to say, I did enjoy it because I I, I started advancing through the fights in a lot more efficient manner. I didn't have to like uh, keep dying over and over because I knew what I was doing, so to speak. Mm. <clears throat> but speaking of difficult games, I guess or or. Dif- lack of difficulty sea of thieves just released hmm. uh, like yesterday right. uh, as we are recording this i think i'm just looking at twitch front page there's a bunch of yeah sea of thieves but apparently that's a very not a very difficult game whatsoever um yeah it's quite interesting i saw a tweet by um dev of that game that had like pictures from their um gdd basically or whatever like their pitch thing where they said that it's like essentially it's focused around creating experiences and blah 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 basically the way it read is that it's made for streamers like of course it's also made for people who like to play as a streamer does but essentially it's Mm. you could argue if you're cynical that it's basically streamer bait because apparently they Mm. didn't really you know during the beta people like there's there's so little to do there's so little to do and people are like no 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 they don't want to show all the cool shit in the beta uh, but apparently, they there isn't really that much more content at least yet. Mm. Uh, so it's it's quite interesting. But I have to, as a developer, I have to say that I like what they're trying, so to speak, because they're trying a different approach. They're trying to make a game where you don't play it for the systems. You play it for yeah. the, that you get to mess around and you're supposed to mess around. And the game doesn't like it doesn't you know pre cook your food for you, so mm. to speak. You have to cook it yourself. It's kind of like a do-it-yourself type of thing. Of course, it's like, I mean, the biggest problem it has, and I mean, this is Microsoft, so there's always going to be some, like, but type of thing there. And this <laughs> time it's that it costs 60 euros. 70. Uh, oh, 70, yeah. And I think, but does it really cost 70? I think it's 60 dollars. Oh, PC too? Yeah, because it's the, if you buy the Xbox game, you get the PC game. So it's, I think oh, it's yeah, priced yeah, yeah, with yeah, the yeah. Xbox in mind. 
but the so the theory prevalent theory is because Microsoft has their Game Pass thing now. They mm -hmm. intentionally forced it to be overpriced so that they can say that the Game Pass is such good value because you get this like mm -hmm. kind of like system seller game for a really cheap monthly fee and look at the value, you know, it's 60 or 70 euros or whatever. So Microsoft, as they tend to do, is sabotaging their own games basically by doing stupid financial bullshit. Because if it mm -hmm. was like a 20 euro game, for example, uh, I think everybody would be completely fine with it. And I think mm -hmm. the idea Rare has is that they will build it, like they will do iterative development where they look what our people are doing, you know, now that it's out. They're like, they, they are said that they don't have very clear roadmaps or anything. They're looking at what people are doing and then adding content based on that and like building on top of it. And it looks like a pretty good like platform for building stuff on top of. Uh, and if they keep doing that, it could be really cool. But yeah. the problem right now is the whole financial thing that it's... <laughs> oh, I, was, I was just looking at uh, Sea of Thieves gameplay video and uh, I actually <laughs> jumped in my chair because uh, in the end of this video, so the character gets shot from a cannon, I guess, mm -hmm. into the sea, and they watch a ship uh, go going far away from them, and then they turn around and a shark attacks them. Yeah. <laughs> and actually, <laughs> actually jump scared. And like, of course, like basically all the systems in the game are like super simple, super simplistic, mm -hmm. and there's no. Like a biggest thing people were saying on Reddit, I was reading about it uh, yesterday and today as I tend to do about new releases. People are complaining that it's like a game about being a pirate. You collect this loot, you collect these, these treasure chests. And then basically there is no real loot. It's just money. You, you mm -hmm. sell the chest to a merchant. You don't open it ever. And yeah. then you oh. know, use the money mm -hmm. to buy cosmetics. And there's no like stats, no anything. It's just cosmetics. Mm -hmm. Two types of ships, one for four players, one for two, some minor cosmetics for those, stuff like that. Like, no loot mechanics whatsoever. It's weird. It would be so cool to find, like, rare artifacts or something. Mm. Yeah. But I think that that's exactly the thing, that they don't want the motivation to be that. They want the mm. motivation to be the experience itself, which I think is really mm. admirable. I just don't think that, especially for specific types of audience, like... Hardcore gamers, so to speak, core gamers, people who post on Reddit, they're gonna hate mm -hmm. it, of course, because they mm -hmm. that's not what they want. They want the games to be like super involved and they want they want there to be systems for them to interact with and a lot of depth and a lot of you know stuff like this. It doesn't have any of that. It's just like a really, really, really like it's just a sandbox. Like in the in the literal sense, like it it's you know, there's there's basically no you know, it doesn't give you anything. It wants you to mess around and like use the voice mm -hmm. chat and play your accordion and do stupid stuff and like it's built around that. Yeah. What I played about of the uh, open beta, like we played with uh, two friends, we played like, what was it like, maybe seven hours. And I think I saw everything that the game had to offer at that point. Well, most of it, at least the core mechanics were they are really, really simple. And for the first three hours when we were still um, discovering new things, it was really fun. Uh, it was really fun to get drunk and then play the uh, accordion, like miss half the notes and then fall off the ship and try to survive from the fucking sharks that just come out of nowhere. 
and uh, but after that when you realize that there's actually not that much to do in the game it, it became really boring and i think that's the thing mm. is sort of you have to like not think about that so to speak you just have mm -hmm. to think about the experience i'm like i'm being a little bit of a devil's advocate here because um from a cynical point of view, and this is something that a lot of people have posited, is that they are testing how little gameplay can they get away with, basically. Mm -hmm. But I think the idea is that, uh, for example, I can imagine a couple of friends I have, stuff like that, I can, and a couple of people I know, that if you have a person in your party who just kind of wants to roleplay and wants to mess around, like he's the dude who, you know, everybody else is, is you know, on the island looking for a chest, and he gets drunk and, and raises the anchor and crushes the ship. You know, and that creates mm -hmm. like a whole experience. And you know, maybe maybe another ship shows up and he's just sitting somewhere and you know he cannot steer because he's drunk and like it has all these systems to create situations like this. But you need people, mm -hmm. you know, kinda do to do that. You can't just yeah. play it and expect the game to tell you what to do. If you just yeah. do the little what little things that the game tells you to do, you're gonna be super bored. Yeah, yeah. You can like for... have to do it unoptimally and fuck up for it to yeah. be fun. For some reason it it kind of reminds me of these simulator games and, for example, spin tires, if you know the game, uh, where you just run around in these weird mud machines and forest machines. And similarly, it's just the thing is, it's those are most fun when things go wrong, basically. Yeah, yeah. I think um, that's the whole idea that, and they want it to be like super approachable, super simple, and then mm -hmm. you are supposed to not like it's a game that you you are not supposed to game so to speak you know the yeah. game as in figure out the systems that do it the most yeah. optimal way you're supposed I mean, to just fuck around i i guess they sort of go with this it's it's a platform for gaming yes. or like for exactly. games for games of your own sort of like a deck of cards yeah yeah, yeah. style and uh but i have to say that uh, the first time i played with like the ship to ship combat um, it felt really, uh, like, real good. Like, there was uh, the, all the effects and everything, and sound is really awesome, and it really feels like you're in the, in the inner combat. And since you have to take care of your own ship and then try to hit the other ship, mm. it brings it creates this really hectic, hectic battles. But there's a sort of a problem, at least there was in the beta, that it was really hard to sink a ship. This is something I've I've read to like basically that what tends to happen is that two, sh two ships like take potage at each other for like 10 minutes and then decide like well neither of us is gonna sink let's just stop mm -hmm. basically yeah but i think it's again either... even there the idea is that one of your guy you know crewmates just goes like oh you know i'm a pirate whatever i blow up my own ship or i'll get drunk <laughs> or or you know i'll go off to do something else like you intentionally mess up and you basically lose you get sunk but you you know you get like in a way the party that loses gets more out of it, so to speak. It's, it's, mm. it's very different from what you would normally, you know, look for in a game, basically. If, if you mm. want to get something out of it. But this, this is really, like, it is really pretentious to say this stuff because ultimately, you know, it's a commercial game that costs 60 yeah. or 70 whatever euros and, like, they've been making it for God knows how long and stuff like that. But they have said that something like this is, is their goal and that, I think, is admirable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's and I mean, admi admirable, and I think, like, like you said, Tommy, that it's like a platform for gaming, because not for, for I mean, uh, let me rephrase that. Not everybody plays games for the game itself, but they play it for the company that you play mm -hmm. the game with. 
Yeah, I think that's, and, you know, that's kind of the idea. I think that yeah. was part of what they even said in there, in the GDD thing, if I remember correctly, like something something like that. Or at least I would think that's kind of the direction. And that's also, that also ties into the, the feeling that it's a kind of a game made for streaming yeah, or yeah, streamers. Yeah. And the whole thing they said that exactly, that you they want to give you like things that let you do that kind of like, yeah. let you yeah. kind of like come up with your own little stories. And mm-hmm. then they don't want to do too much because if they do anything more, then it will come on the way of you doing your thing. But mm-hmm. if you are not going to be doing your thing in the first place, then there isn't really anything to do. And I think that that is another problem is that because they're trying to make it a system seller. So I would ar- argue that it's Microsoft who is screwing this up by uh, probably by affecting the pricing. I might be wrong mm-hmm. in this. Maybe Rare want to make it this expensive. I don't know. But it's easy to assume that Microsoft did it. And then by <laughs> trying to market it to fucking everybody, like, you know, putting so much money into the marketing of it and not really explaining or at least from what I've seen from the hype, people are like, it's it's like a pirate MMO, it's like pirate Destiny or whatever, yeah. uh, which ironically, I mean, Destiny 2 also is lacking in content, so hey, they, I guess they named that. But <laughs> uh, regardless, like, people are hyped for something that I don't think the devs actually were even thinking of making. Mm-hmm. Mm. And that's just bad marketing. Yeah, they, though, for the, like, the price, I think, since it's 70 euros, um, if everything that they uh, update or patch the game with, or if they bring more content, if that stays free, and let's say, I guess they have a, probably they want to keep this game alive for at least like two or three years, then I think the price, then at that point, the price is fair. But, but it's going to be impossible. Since, yeah. But since they haven't announced any of their p- future plans, but I think it's in, really said, hard to... Yeah. That ties in with what I said earlier, is that they intentionally don't want to have a roadmap because they want to try iterative development, mm-hmm. which again, if you're cynical, you could say it's just an excuse. But you mm-hmm. could also think that that's actually what they intend to do. They don't want to have a roadmap because they want to see, you know, like what people do with the game what could could mm-hmm. be done how could we you know make this better game for the for the people who are playing it stuff yeah. like that so they don't want to lock themselves into anything but the other side of that is that they already like it's really hard to imagine a scenario where if they don't put microtransactions or whatever in that they will support it for three years why would they like if they know mm-hmm. money is coming in I, I, doesn't it already have microtransactions with, for the skins? And oh, okay. Well, if, if it does, then, then obviously, like, uh, so, I, oh, you, so I what you meant had. with free content is basically that, like, it's no the, the sort of Overwatch uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. way of doing things. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think that's probably what they're going to do, and that makes sense. But still, it's stupid to put, uh, like, starting price so high. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, if they would have come out like, okay, so this is our uh, initial plan, this is what sort of content we want to do, but we will be taking like your uh, actions and considerations into account as well, I think that would uh, make me trust it a bit more than just like, we have no mm. plans, uh, mm. let's see what happens. But in a, in a way, again, in, from the devil's avocado point of view, I think if you take the viewpoint that they are really going going balls to the wall with the whole like we're doing everything differently than you know the industry standard so to speak this mm-hmm. could be a good thing you know like or it's it once again at least admirable if they really try to go for this like indie like let's just be creative and crazy and you know yeah. let's not hinder ourselves with any you know but whether that actually materializes in any you know tangible improvements who knows 
Probably not mm-hmm. if, if you're super unorganized, but it's still nice that somebody maybe tries something like that. Yeah, I guess it sort of comes out at a difficult time since I guess the gamer crowd is sort of getting quite cynical with everything going on in the industry but I think at the it's, moment, it's, so. it's again it's the marketing of it it's the fact that it's so expensive and it's the it's the fact that it's being you know a lot of money is being put into marketing that apparently had like live action tv ads and stuff like that for it and it's being the shot you know shoved down people's throats so it's mm-hmm. it's like too visible for what it's trying to be and it's too visible in the uh, like the wrong ways so i mm-hmm. i would argue that it's more like it's not about the game or the developer it's about kind of like you know things out of their control so to speak the, the problems mm. but that's just me based on what little mm-hmm. i've yeah it's it, so. uh, for one way or another it's always going to be or, or at least for now it's going to be speculation since yeah. we don't have any info from their side so I guess we have to wait at least until the uh, uh, post-mortem at some point mm. that we're going to hear everything. Yeah. <laughs> I think, like, personally, this game is going to be more, impre- like, not important, but more interesting from the viewpoint of what this game will do to streaming and, the like, the culture that revolves around games being streamed than like what the game itself is like yeah, especially I'm, not, so, I'm not a gamer that that uh, is interested in, in a game that that is looks like this and it is played this way maybe but you know it's still interesting to see the like the outcome of this game and that might be the downfall of it that ultimately mm. you know because i've noticed it kind i watched some streamers play that i was like i you know no matter what I, even if I got three other really, really cool dudes to play with me, I wouldn't be cool enough, you know, to create the same dynamic. Like, that's not my personality type. So yeah. it might be that most people will just watch other people play it and never play it themselves, which means that they make no money. Mm-hmm. So that, that, that might be. But, but who knows? Like, I'm sure there's a lot of, like, extroverted people for whom this would be a really cool, cool experience. And that's not usually a crowd that's, I don't think, marketed to that much these days, like, at least as, as directly, so to speak. So. Mm-hmm. so is it like, like when you see this game, it's like, I'm not cool enough to play this. <laughs> but I, I feel like that a lot of them when I think about it, because, I, you know, I, I think I used the term like streamer bait before. And I think, uh-huh. uh, you know, some games are just that way, where they are built in a way where they look really, really, really fun when a group of, you know, charismatic, extroverted people who have a lot of good chemistry, they are playing it. It looks like, oh my yeah. God, it's the greatest experience ever. But then when you do it yourself, like when I do it personally, I revert to the, you know, because I'm an achiever and I'm like a, you know, I like to game the system stuff like that. So I start, I start optimizing things. I start like thinking of builds. I just... You know, I don't interact. Like, if I play, I would play an MMO, I wouldn't interact with other people. I just want to make an optimal build and kill stuff. And that doesn't create that same cool experience because you don't get, you know, other people to interact with you if you're not going to interact with them, so... Yeah, but, but who knows? Maybe you could start, like, a build streaming kind of thing. <laughs> like, you'd start a new era of streaming. Yeah, in a way, yeah, of course, but it's not going to have, like... It's you're not gonna have like four, uh, three other people, and then me, you know, doing like some super social interactive like let's yeah, fuck around yeah. thing. Like I understand. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, you could Same do that. Thing. You could do like I don't know. You could pick like like 
I don't know, an MMO that has PvP and you could do like some, oh, we'll do like super optimized PvP builds and then they're going to fuck everybody up and stuff like that. But that's mm. like a very, that's a very different type of a stream, you know. It's yeah. not just friends messing around and having fun necessarily. It's more like, let's crush everybody. Well, guys, I think it's time to wrap this one up. <laughs> so thanks for having a chat with me again. It was fun. And I think we're, we, we can do this kind of uh, free form uh, yeah. Uh, well, we we, we didn't really get to do anything else but to talk about our weekends. But yeah, and then see of things. Yeah. Well, that's it for us. See yeah. you and hear you next time. See ya. Yep. Mm. See ya. Bye. Bye.